0: Hello and welcome to Made of She. I'm Tara, I'm the founder of Most Travel and also newly the Made of She podcast. Every week I'm going to be bringing you a new podcast episode around self-improvement. Anything from mindfulness and spirituality to starting your own business. So if you've not yet followed me on Instagram, please make sure you do so that you can access me and learn more about what I'm up to in my own journey. Also, I want to give a massive shout out to my Most Travel business, Most Travel is an independent online travel agent service, making it so much easier for anybody wanting to book their holidays, trips and adventures around the world. Booking with me gives you exclusive access to some of the best deals on the market, otherwise hidden from public search engines and booking sites. The business is also ABTA Bonded and it's partnered with Atoll Protected Suppliers, but you can find out more by visiting my website www.mosttravel.co. Are you ready to get into this episode? Let's begin. Hi everyone and welcome to the new episode of Made of She, a podcast made for self-improvement and self-development. My name's Tara McLeod-Williams and with me, as always, my trusty little hot water bottle as I record this in my bedroom. I do wish it was a margarita but that doesn't quite match the weather that we're having in Surrey right now. There's been quite a lot of change in my personal space in the last seven days which has led to so much green time from me but An equal amount of excitement for what's to come on the back of that. So this week we're gonna delve into absolutely everything from news about the UK travel bans being lifted, my yoga teacher training which I've spoken about before, and also some recent jobs that I've interviewed for that I really want to preface this conversation with the fact that it feels like for the first time in a long time throughout this bloody pandemic I feel like I can get excited about the world. in a much more real and familiar way than any of us have in a long time. But I would also like to say that even though I really love living a life that's dedicated to growing my business, my travel business full time, also that I didn't really want to ever go work for somebody else again, you're all going to see why I'm so excited about this role once I tell you a little bit more about it. And I'm super excited. I've just had my second and final interview today, now waiting to hear the result of that. So yeah. First little thing that I want to talk about, of course, the travel, <laughs> the planning is happening, people, and we're finally able to execute the trips that we've been dreaming about. Just last week, I booked a trip for my niece. She's going to Bali with her boyfriend, and I've had so much inquiry. I'm talking hem parties in Vegas, trips to Portugal, a private villa in the Balearics for a month, and. You know what, naturally, everybody has lots of questions for me right now. I actually spent a lot of my time last week trying to get creative with my reels and trying to give people information about what countries are on the green list, what kind of possibilities there are for travel if you, know, you wanna to travel to the amber list as well. And one thing I'll just quickly say about the Amber List: there have been a few underhanded comments, I'll say, from government officials on the news in the last week. Um, lots of comments about not going to these places. But from a travel industry perspective, if you're an agent like me, if you're looking at the official government website as you should be doing, as well as looking to see what ABTA is saying, so ABTA is the travel association, or more to the point, the Association of British Travel Agents, then you'll know that travel into ambulance countries from the 17th of may is actually allowed whilst it's not encouraged because the vaccination rollout in those countries are not yet of the same kind of standard as those countries on the green list they do still qualify as places that you can travel to and i'm not sure many people know that and that's completely unlike those countries in the red list but yet the only thing agents and customers or travellers need to be looking out for are the extra little things like COVID tests, PCR tests, quarantining. And that's all, but you are able to go to places on the list. Places like Greece, for example, Brits are allowed to travel from now. You will be let into the country if you decide to go. Even those who don't have a vaccination, like me, will be able to travel. So yeah, I'm super, super happy that travel restrictions are now lifting for business it's amazing at least on a personal level I'm just so happy and so relieved I can start thinking about trips again because I've actually just bought return flight tickets to Mykonos for the summer that's where I'll be doing my immersion for the yoga teacher training and actually that kind of brings me on nicely to my next topic which I wanted to talk about I think you guys will remember that I had a guest speaker a few weeks ago. So my ex-colleague, Serene, she is from the Yoga Crew podcast, who, by the way, has just announced that she's having a baby on her latest episode. Absolutely incredible. Congratulations, Serene. But yeah, I'm not sure if any of you caught her podcast. Anyway, in that same episode with Serene, I mentioned that I was starting my 200-hour vinyasa yoga teacher training. Some time of those 200 hours will be spent in Greece, in the Cyclades, And I'll be doing a fully immersive 10 day training. On, and it's going to be really juicy and really full on. I think the schedule example that I got sent um, had an hour by hour breakdown of things like asanas and meditation, pranayama, so breath work, teaching practice, uh, methodology work, that kind of thing. And literally you get up at 7:30 to start this practice and the day is this is scheduled to end at 7:30 so it's 7:30 to 7:30 every day for those 10 days it is going to be intense <laughs> but it's going to be amazing but also very intense <laughs> and i'm kind of just speaking off the cuff right now um but Something that's happened this week that I'm super happy about as well and that I want to celebrate and just pay homage to in this episode is that the yoga school that I'll be learning with actually offered a scholarship program in partnership with another company, a third party. The people of what they classify BIPOC, so indigenous people or any person of color. So I applied for it, really hoped that I would get it naturally because it's a scholarship, it's a way in it. With me now being out full-time work out of my PR work um, and just having a travel business in an age of COVID, it's safe to say that I could definitely use that kind of leverage. (laughs) And I didn't qualify, unfortunately, but I had a really nice interview with the head of the school that I'll be learning with alongside another amazing practitioner. And whilst I didn't earn that singular place that's on the scholarship, I'm sure it was probably really hard to get. I was actually given the offer of breaking up the payment plan so I could stretch out the payment costs. And um, I also had a reduced rate, which was incredible. And I'm so grateful for I keep having these cycles of just scarcity mindset, scarcity thinking where, you know, I question my worth and whether I should even be on this course, because I am really scared to join this, especially when I see the schedule of 7.30 to 7.30. Now, fair enough, it's not going to be straight dynamic yoga all of that time. But for the time that we do have, you know, there are some inversions, poses that my tiny, tight, inflexible little body (laughs) is incapable of doing. This whole thing of of really battling with not comparing myself and, and trying to feel that self-worth and self-love and, and just encourage myself. But sometimes it's really hard not to compare. Yeah, so there's been these kind of emotions that are just reoccurring for me. And I, I communicated that on the interview that I had to do with the scholarship. I was saying this will be a real challenge throughout. I'm sure whilst I physically may have a challenge but I I think I'm still think I'm capable. So it's just believing in myself in that way. But yeah, this has given me a whole new lease of life and excitement for the course that's going to be starting in August, because I love yoga, I am a yogi, heart by soul by spirit. So the fact that I've got this kind of way in and it's alleviated so much pressure in my day to day life. It's kind of also simultaneously taken that pressure of feeling inadequate or not as capable as others, which is amazing. I've just had to take a moment because I feel like this episode is turning into a monologue just a rambling and and outpouring of these emotions and experiences of the last week but it's all stuff that I'm super grateful for and I guess I just kind of wanted to put it on record just to show my appreciation and also create some conversation it's important to hone in it's important to look at the good so yeah I hope that you guys are enjoying it so far. I will try and make this last point quite short, concise, but I do struggle with that. So <laughs> the last point that I wanted to make was the job interview. So this job is so me. It's honestly, it's it's incredible. Anybody that I've told about it has agreed that this is something that's designed for me and I'm just destined to kind of fill. So it's a, a comms role. It's a creative content manager role and and communications manager role combined together and excuse me and it's for a wildlife foundation so a conservation charity if you will In essence, this job is amazing because it's massively part of who I am and what makes me tick. So as much as I love travel, you know, I've got my travel business, I've shaped my career around travel. I'm not just somebody who is all about exploration and wild adventures or traveling, but I really love wildlife. I love nature. So I would say that ever since doing my degree, which My master's degree that is which was in wildlife documentary production and ever since getting the opportunity to do some ground level conservation work in places like morocco and nicaragua i've had this pull towards wildlife protection and it's something that this charity this foundation really nicely puts is the conservation sector really does allow you to look at the ramifications behind what we do and how that translates to the survival or extinction of a species, be it what we do as consumers, what we eat, where we travel to, do when we're in these countries as tourists, the laws, the policies that are around it, you know, how government kind of behave as well. Yeah, it's something that, I get really deep meaning and fulfilment from and I always have. This is this has been something that's come out in pieces of my work over the years. And it's also a foundation that I, I completely wholeheartedly respect. So the man who founded it, David Shepherd, he had this passion for wildlife, but he was also very highly creative. That kind of pulls me in as well because more very much a creative visual person. One of my biggest hobbies when I go away as well is photography. So I take lots of portraits of wildlife. I don't know if I post much of it on my Instagram now. I go through these phases where my aesthetic completely changes and I'll incorporate my portraits of of local people and animals and then I'll take it down and then it's just of me. So I I love my portrait photography. More than that, in terms of the role itself, it, it really appeals to my creative nature. Brand new role, completely new job spec that's designed for this person that's going to be coming in. And so in turn, it's quite dynamic, quite diverse. And I I said this to them at the time, I got super excited. And actually, I don't know whether it was too keen. But I was saying it's so varied. And it's a huge draw for me, because as well as the goals and ethos and general kind of aims and values of the company itself, I like that it's a small team, I like that it's a close knit team. And I, I like that it's quite unified in that goal, but that because it's so small, I will be on my own. There is that level of autonomy and me to be creative. So being creative, but it's creating like real long lasting positive change. And that's I think you can probably sense the passion in me talking about this job because it it's one that I would absolutely love to do. Hands down, the only job that's really got me excited so I had my second interview today. In all honesty, (laughs) I'm not holding out for getting the job based on my second interview. I don't want to be doom and gloom. And I'm not being glass half empty kind of person. I think there were points in it where I really flourished. But there were points in it that really kind of caught me off guard. And I'm not sure if I was eloquent enough or answered in the best way, you know, that kind of general fear that you get around interviews. But I I also think and see the positive in that as well. I think it's good to not be too sure and not be too cocky because often when you're cocky about something, it goes completely against you anyway and yeah, you just come across as arrogant and not switched on. So I'm aware that it wasn't 10 out of 10, but at the same time, I'm holding out lots of hope and optimism because I really want this job. I really want it. I just feel so passionate about the cause. I've looked at the people online. I've looked at the employers. I like their history. I like how they appear as people. I love that, you know, that kind of juxtaposition between art and conservation. I like that some of the patrons are family members of the founders and artists. There's just this hybrid working and styles and creativity that it's insane. I haven't seen a job like this before. As I said, you know, it's it's stuff that feeds into what I've done as a student and a young person starting out in my career. I am super, super, super excited about that. I'm sure I'll feed back and let you know the outcome next week because my musings of the week, things that I've been up to, how the kind of work landscape and personal development landscape has shifted for me in the last week since my last podcast. And yeah, I just thought I'd get it all out of my... I guess to round up this episode... I just want to know whether any of you resonate with anything that I've said, whether it be that, you know, you've done some yoga teacher training and you know exactly what I'm in for in August and you've got some advice to share. Whether it be that you're also really excited that travel is now open, <laughs> the corridors are open and, you know, maybe you're considering Go into an ambulance country. Maybe what I've shared today you didn't actually realize, and, and maybe you've got some additional questions that you want to ask me, which is absolutely fine. You're more than welcome to send me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at Made of She. You may just want to share something that you're really passionate about. Maybe you have a similar kind of interest in wildlife and the natural world. If you do, reach out, say hello. I really want to start connecting with people. I would love to start hearing your opinions on things. So as we go forward, I can share, bring up some topics again and share your thoughts and your input. Just create that space. As I said, this sisterhood, this collaborative kind of community, this unified community where we speak about everything, celebrate everything and just encourage everybody as well within the community. So yes, this is me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Again, I'm sorry if it's a little bit rambly. This is something I'm getting used to, but I just felt like I had so much good to share from the last week that again, I just wanted to vocalise. So